0: My name is Fitz, and I'm the CEO of The Fitz Group. I'm glad you've chosen to listen to this week's excerpt from our weekly Builders Call. This call is designed to help you move beyond personal sales and into building a business in the insurance industry. On one end of the income spectrum, we've helped a ton of agents make an additional $50,000 a year in override income on top of their sales income. And on the other end of the spectrum, we've helped a number of leaders make in excess of $1 million annually through the development of the override income into a business. And now, on to today's lesson. So if you're new to the call um, and uh, first time watching or first time listening in, uh, for the training each week, uh, a lot of times what I'll do is I look at the conversations I'm having on an individual basis uh, in a coaching scenario. And uh, if you know if I've got five or six people with the same scenarios, the same thing we're talking about, well, that's a trend to me. And that that means that Yes, I'm having these conversations with these five or six people, but there may be 50 other people that are thinking or wondering the same things, and um, and just not having coaching conversations, just not speaking up, just not asking, or maybe they don't know what to ask. So I just uh, I let your peers uh, help me decide what to train on. Uh, today uh, is a training that uh, we haven't covered in uh, in a while, uh, but I feel like is really foundational uh, to how we behave. Um, oops. <laughs> And so, three cardinal rules and three nevers. Three cardinal rules and three nevers. This is a, uh, uh, a teaching that's not so much nuts and bolts so, so much as it is more about behavior and how we expect uh, ourselves and others uh, to operate around us. Um, our culture that we have at the Fitz Group, the culture that we have with the Alliance is one of, of competition. Uh, for sure. I mean, we, we all like to win. Uh, we all want to perform at our best for our families and for the teams around us. We want to do all that we can. And at the same time, uh, we want to do it the right way. We believe in cooperating with one another. We believe in operating with a certain, uh, certain standard uh, that, that we want to operate with, uh, some um, uh, beliefs that we uh, want to jointly agree on. Right, and some people, honestly, we've had some people with the organization that that see these three cardinal rules and see these three nevers and say, you know what, this isn't for me. <laughs> and I go, you know what, you're right. Uh, if you look at these and go, hey, this this is, um, I got you covered there, bro. Uh, <laughs> if you look at these and these are not these don't line up with with you or how you want to behave, then we may not be the right opportunity for you. I, I'm, I'm I'm okay with that uh, because we have. Uh, standards and values that we live by. And uh, we don't expect the whole world to agree with them. But but the ones that we're in business with, we do uh, want you to uh, to be with us on this. And so this this uh, conversation today is not necessarily going to be the longest training in the world. Uh, it'd probably be more brief than, than long. Uh, but uh, it is, I think, something that's uh, worth going over. We're going to start with the three cardinal rules. Now, I'll tell you, these three cardinal rules, I don't know where they came up. I don't know where three cardinal rules or the three nevers ever came from. I just know where I got them from. Uh, the three cardinal rules, I remember my dad talking to me about these three cardinal rules. Uh, I, I know that my mentor Andy also talks about these three cardinal rules. I, I, there's, there's, there's lots of people out there that, that will agree with these three cardinal rules. My dad said, I distinctly remember him saying, son, if you keep these three things straight with everybody, you're probably going to be okay with everybody. You're not going to have a lot of problems with other people if you can keep these three things straight. So we'll start with number one, never mess with a man's ego. Now, man here being the species, not the gender, <laughs> never mess with a man's ego. I'm a, they're all going to be never mess with a man's. And it was my dad talking to me. It was a father-son conversation. But you know, never mess with a person's ego, be it male or female. Uh, never mess with that. Now, what do you mean don't mess with the ego? Well, uh, one of the ways I see um, I, I, a big way I see people messing with other people's ego is shame, shaming somebody, um, and and I, I see it with my kids, you know, when they're going through stuff and they just they just take on the shame, and Heather and I really fight like crazy to to keep the shame off of them because I don't want them feeling shame that that can that can mess them up, but uh, you know. <clears throat> Here would be an example uh you're listening to a new agent, maybe you 're leading a new agent and making phone calls, and they're making their dials and and they're making their first dials, and they don't get the script just perfect right well you can you can have one or two ways of of correcting them you can correct them with compassion or you can correct them like a jerk <laughs> right you can hey what what you what you can 't read or something I mean what the heck you can't the the script is right there. Why are you making stuff up why don 't you just read see that would be messing with their ego. Uh, you know, the better way of doing that would be, hey, let's practice your phone script a little bit. I, I hear you doing some things, and I think maybe we can tweak it and make it a little bit even better than you're already doing, implying that they're doing well. I mean, if I've got a new agent making dials, the one thing I don't want to do is make them stop making dials. I don't want to do something that's going to make them stop making dials. They're making dials and moving forward. I want them to keep doing that because That's the only way we can get them better is if they're moving, right? You you can't steer a part car. And so if that car is rolling, I'm going to do everything I can to encourage it. If that car is not rolling, I'm going to do everything I can to encourage it to roll. Never mess with a man's ego. Here's another way. Hopefully, and I say this, (laughs) I don't think any of these six things I'm going to go over today that I'm perfect on by no means. And, And I'll confess my sins broadly and openly to anybody that wants to hear them. Um, hopefully none of you have ever experienced me doing what I'm about to describe, but what I'm not going to do and what you shouldn't do is get into a public forum and correct somebody publicly. You, you, you praise publicly, you correct privately. That's a big thing to remember in in messing with a man's ego is, is, is you correct privately. You don't correct passive aggressively. You you don't get on a conference call and, and, and say, well, uh, you know, There are some people out there that will do this and this and this. And and that person is just, you don't, you don't, and you certainly don't call them by name publicly, right? Public forum is not the place for correction. That's it just doesn't work. You're going to hurt their ego. Now, when you're talking about a man specifically, specific, not now, not, not talking about women specifically, but, but ego is like man's number one driver. A male's number one driver is their ego. Uh, I, I've heard it said many times, uh, this this analogy of a man will climb up to the top of a razor blade mountain and slide all the way down into a lake of lemon juice just to hear one guy say, you're the man, right? That is ego. <laughs> and I just described 99.9% of men. Now, there are a lot of women who who would do the same thing, and I'm not knocking that, but men specifically. So, um, if you 're not a man you 're probably going to have a man in your business understand that that don't mess with their ego also it, it circles around it and it, you need i wouldn 't say inflate their ego but encourage their ego right I, I, I remember years ago uh, I answered a, a polling uh, question a survey uh, and they said if you could give a salesperson one quality one characteristic what would you give them and I say confidence. I mean, there's 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 a million to choose from, and, and a lot of them are really good. But if I could give a salesperson one one thing, one characteristic, one trick, I would give them confidence. Why? Because confidence is everything. If you don't have confidence, you're not going to make sales. If you don't have confidence, you're not going to get that girl or that guy. If you don't have com- like confidence is everything. And so when we say don't mess, never mess with a man's ego. Don't do anything that's going to hamstring their confidence because just like that, you're hurting them. And if you're overriding them, you're hurting yourself. Okay. That's the number one cardinal rule. Number two, never mess with a man's money. Never mess with a man's money. Woo. You want to get sideways with somebody mess with their money. Now, there's a lot of angles this comes from of not messing with a man's money. Right. I mean, uh, uh, I, I mean, my immediate thought is insurance companies paying me correctly or incorrectly, you know, that's messing with my money or, or maybe I got paid uh, an override that I shouldn't have gotten paid. Um, and the downline should have made more. They, they, the, the commissions got paid wrong. Maybe they're on the wrong commission level and that ended up giving me more spread and, and I shouldn't have had it. Well, you got to make that right. You got to make it right. No, nobody's ever, nobody's going to hold you to a perfect standard, right? But if when you mess up, confess it and make it right. I think that's one of the major problems we have across the board in our nation's leadership. And it's not a new thing. It's been happening for a generation where when we screw up as leaders, the leaders just don't confess it. Hey, I messed up. Right? Well, in this scenario, Hey, I messed up. Well, here's the thing about that. Like I, I think about never mess with a man's money and I relate it specifically to our business. And I think, Uh, I think about making sure the agent is paid correctly in in, in that way. But now, check this out. You may be thinking about the insurance company paying you correctly, right? But there's two sides to them paying you correctly. I know that, uh, I mean, I've got somebody on staff that watches all of the uh, policies that are going through and making sure that we're getting paid correctly on it. There's a running tab of things that maybe haven't gotten paid correctly yet, but are going to be. And, And anyway... Have you have you ever noticed on a commission statement that you got paid more than you should have? I'll let that one sit for a second. Did you ever? Did you ever? Did you ever? Like, like if you're going to complain about not getting paid, right, you should get, you should complain about getting paid too much too. Cause that's messing with that man's money, not yours. It goes both ways. Uh, here's, here's another scenario. Um, well, if you ever ever gone, um, Yesterday, for example, we went out to lunch with some friends uh, after church, and um, the bill came to me, and uh, th- there was there was something missing on it. My daughter's quesadillas were not on my bill. They were on somebody else's bill. I looked at my bill, saw that the quesadillas weren't on my bill, and I said, uh, uh, we're missing some quesadillas on my bill. It's got to be on somebody else's. There's an example of don't mess with a man's money, because because my friend was going to easily pick up the $8 quesadillas that my six-year-old was eating. It was it's a good friend of mine. And, and listen, we, we, we don't keep tabs on who owes what money because we're always covering for each other's kids when we have them and all that sort of stuff. It's that kind of friendship we've got. So I could have easily just let it go and, and it wouldn't have been a big deal. My friend would have gladly paid that eight bucks and wouldn't even flinched. Right. But, but I knew the right thing. I knew the right thing and it wasn't on my bill and it was on his. And so I needed it to be put on my bill and taken off of his. I didn't want to mess with his money. That's one way of messing with a man's money. Another way of messing with a man's money is um, in our business, uh, not paying your bills on time, um, <laughs> right? Like uh, uh, lead bills, for example. Now, listen, I'm not casting stones. Probably nine out of 10 people listening to this call that are with us right now have had a week where the lead bill just, yeah. I need to bump it a week, right? I need to push it out a week. I just can't cover it this week. When, when, and when, and I wish I could say this is a wish I had that I could say that I always paid my lead bills on time. Uh, But when we first started the Alliance, listen, there was about two months I didn't pay lead bill (laughs) and I'm not proud of that. I'm confessing my sin to you. Like this, this was a, this was a mistake. I was messing with Andy's money in that scenario. I was messing with, I wasn't I Listen, and I started making money and the first thing I did was get caught up on that lead bill. I did not want to be in a position with my mentor where I owed him money. I didn't want to put in that, be put in that position. I, I, didn't, I didn't want to put myself in that position. Let me say it that way. So uh, one of the things I, I say a lot, especially to my kids, is it's never the wrong thing to do the right thing. It's never the wrong thing to do the right thing. There, there may be better things that you could do, but, but a right thing is always a good thing. It's always the right thing to do. It's never a wrong thing. It's, in, in sports, you know, they say it's never a wrong thing to take a shot on goal. I mean, it's never wrong. Now, there could be a better play. You could have passed the ball, and that would have been a better shot, more chances, more more probability of scoring. But it's never the wrong thing to take a shot on goal. It's never the wrong thing to do the right thing with somebody else's money. Right? Now, never mess with a man's money. Here's another example. I mean, I'm talking right now, and I know I've got staff in my office. I, I expect my staff to treat. The, I'm paying them salaries. I expect them to treat that well, right? Like, meaning I don't expect, I don't want them sitting here on the clock watching uh, Netflix. So, so this this principle isn't just our business, right? This principle is 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 good for the world. Uh, employees who sit on the job, essentially stealing from their employer by um, facebooking or Instagramming or, or Snapchatting or. Uh, <laughs> Uh, All this, 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 also Netflixing. I don't do Netflix or eyes, whatever. And like that's messing with that employer's money. It's a, it's this is a good rule. I'm glad my dad told me this. Don't mess with a man's money. It's it'll keep you straight with people if you just remember this principle and and apply it. Number three, cardinal rule: never mess with a man's wife, or a a a, a woman's husband, or significant other, whatever the case may be. Don't mess with that person. Listen, I I remember. Years ago, uh, when Heather was still working in the office, I had an agent call her up and cuss her out. (laughs) And uh, and she came into my office in tears. And, um, well, this is being recorded, so I won't uh, explicitly tell you everything I said to him. Um, I just threatened his life. How about that? Uh, (laughs) Because that's messing with my wife, bro. And... um, uh, I mean, maybe it's okay for women in your life that you talk to them like that, but the women in my life, you're not allowed to talk to like that, period. And, and, and we can go outside and settle this old-timey ways or I can come to your house and embarrass you in front of your family if you like, but you're not gonna screw with my wife like that, bro. Um, I mean, that's just, it's a simple thing, like how you talk to a person's significant other. You, you, must, you must do it with respect because as soon as you don't, you've lost their trust, right? As soon as that agent talked to my wife like that, I never trusted that dude again. And it proved to be true. His character really started coming out and really started revealing. This has been years now because my oldest is 12 and Heather had not been in the office for 12 years now. So it's been years ago this happened, but but the industry is a small world and I know this guy has not thrived in it. And, And it's because of his character. So it's when I say never mess with a man's wife it's not just don't hit on her I mean that's an obvious one like don't hit on somebody else's wife don't hit on somebody else's husband it's just it's just tasteless right it's just, I mean that's just lacking character but it's deeper than that it's it's talking with that person in in with respect right don't don't put um don't put that man, I'll say it this way, don't put that man in a position to threaten you because <laughs> of the way you treated his spouse. I mean, listen, you can say a lot of things to me. You just can't treat my wife like that. Um, I, 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 won't, I won't deal with it. And I'll tell you this much, if you're treating me bad, my wife won't like it either. Uh, and, it, and it goes, these three cardinal rules. And this is Again, I remember my dad sitting me down saying this, don't mess with a man's ego, don't mess with a man's money, don't mess with a man's wife. You're going to be straight with most people if you keep these three things in line. All right, moving on. Three nevers. And I realize those three cardinal rules all started with never, but <laughs> that's how we label it. <laughs> Number one, never. Never do something for the first time without checking up line. Now, I remember these three nevers were taught to me by my friend Andy, uh, Andy Albright, and, and a mentor of mine for 25 years plus now. Um, I remember him saying, never do something for the first time without checking up line. Why? Well, because There's a real strong chance that somebody who's been in this business longer than you has had some very specific experiences that might be able to um, help you avoid negative potholes, right? Here's an example. Had an agent once upon a time in Dallas, decided to go down to the county courthouse and gather his own public data and do his own postcard campaign, essentially duplicating our lead program. Okay, well, uh, he came back and he's like, man, this doesn't work. And so uh, I remember sitting down with him and Andy and, and talking about the lead program and did it work or didn't it work. I remember, remember having that conversation and, um, uh, and, and Andy said, man, I wish you had sure checked with me before you tried to do that postcard campaign in Dallas. And the agent said, why? Andy said, because I spent $100,000 on that postcard campaign. I didn't test it with $1,000 like you did. I tested it with $100,000 and I got two responses back which is great. We got responses, but they're $50,000 a piece. Who's going to pay $50,000 for a lead that's going to make you 500 bucks? Nobody. He said, I, I scrapped it as soon as I could. I'm glad it only cost me $100,000. I said, yeah, it <laughs> makes a lot of sense to me. There's things that you might do. There's things that you might do that will end up costing you money if you don't check first. It's, it's, uh, I've seen it. I've seen it a thousand times. Hey, Fitz, I got this great idea about. I love people having conversations with me about that. I'm not going to mess with your ego by making you feel stupid for suggesting it. But if it's something that we've experienced in the past, I may have some feedback for you. And if you still want to try it, so be it. Now, here, here's the thing that a lot of people don't necessarily uh, about this point. They'll say, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm my own man. I'm a grown adult. I can make my own decisions. I don't need your permission. It's my prerogative, right, Ted? Like, <laughs> they start quoting Bobby Brown. Uh, number one problem, when you start quoting Bobby Brown. But I'm, this is never do something for the first time without checking up on This is not coming to me asking for permission. You're not, I'm not your dad. <laughs> You're not my son. You're not my daughter. You don't have to ask me for permission. You are an adult. But as an adult, here's what you should do and how you should live. If you have an idea, awesome. You, you should selectively counsel with people, get feedback on it, and make decisions based on that if you make a decision for your business that's wrong, it's not my fault. It's your fault. But that's but you told no, 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 no. It's your business. Just like when I make decisions in my business that end up negatively affecting me, it's my fault, not yours, not my mentor. I take responsibility for it. So as an adult, what we do is we gather evidence, and based on that evidence, we make a decision, and as an adult, we live with our decisions. Does that make sense? So I, what, I, what I hate seeing happen to people is they make decisions on their own in a complete isolation of other advice, and then they end up falling off a cliff and killing themselves. And I'm like, bro, I could have told you that the guardrail was out and the cliff is right there and it's like a hundred foot drop. If you just asked me, I could have told you. And some people make the decision, and they come back at me. It's funny, like over the years, they come back at me and say, why didn't you tell me I shouldn't do that? Because I know you're going to do it. <laughs> you think I'm reading your mail? You think I'm like reading your email? And st- I'm not big brother. Come on. I'm trying to keep my own life together. I can't keep everybody else's life together, too. But this is where uh, battles will be won with a multitude of counselors. Now, I will say this. When it says never do something for the first time without checking upline, I don't think I don't think upline is um, the only person necessarily to take counsel from. I know my, my upline in this, in this insurance business is not my only counselor. Uh, but here's the thing. I make money when you make money. Conversely, I lose money when you lose money. And, and if you come to me with something that I think is going to lose you money, I'm really interested in you not doing it because it's going to cost me money too. That's how this works. And so there's a vested interest there. Now, because there is a vested interest there, I also have friends that are counselors outside of, of this industry even. They're not even in the industry, and I check with them. Hey, have you ever heard anybody doing something like this? Or does this sound like a bad idea to you? Um, that's, that's a good thing, but don't, don't lone ranger it. Don't be a maverick and just try to figure things out on your own. Most likely, somebody in your hierarchy, in your, in your organization has experienced this before and can give you some feedback that if you are gonna push forward with it anyway, can at least maybe help you avoid some of the mistakes that they made. It's kind of like, I don't want my kids, when you say never do something for the first time without checking up line, I don't want my kids to do something for the first time without checking out with mom and dad. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm 42. My wife's the same age. I mean, there's a chance that we've got a little bit more experience in this world than our 12-year-old. We've got at least 30 more years of experience in this world. We may have seen some things. We may have heard of some things. We may have even made mistakes ourselves. I don't want my kid going and making a decision, for doing something for the first time without checking and saying, hey, have you ever tried this before? I I love it when my kids come and say, I got an idea. Or, hey, I was thinking about this with school. Or what about, I love that because then I can give them my experience. What they do with it at that point, that's up to them. But it's not wise to not seek counsel. It's not wise to, to not seek counsel. Number two, never. Don't dump negative downline or crossline. Now, we're talking organizationally in a hierarchy here. Downline would be people that you hired. Crossline would be people that somebody else hired that's, that's not in your downline or upline, but sideways, right, in the organizational chart. Don't dump negative. It's interesting. When I have an agent come to me and say, hey, I heard XYZ. I go, well, who'd you hear that from? I love that. Who'd you hear that? Because it's okay to pass it up. You see, how I said don't do negative down across. It's okay to pass it up. I only ask that if you're passing it up, that you do it with a positive attitude, um, you know, a, a solution-seeking attitude, as opposed to one that's just whining and complaining and just you know, in general bitching. Like I, I just I, I have low tolerance for that with anybody in my life. So it's a, it's okay, but it's okay to pass negative to me. I'm I'm great with it. I just it has to be handled the right way. But but I mean, you just don't pass it down. Why would you want to pollute somebody else? I, I mean I I there are things that happen in the well, Fitz, I just believe that I should tell my agents the truth. I believe I should tell my kids the truth, but they don't know about sex trafficking. <laughs> they don't they don't know about that yet. They they don't know about the horrors of the world, right? There there is a time and a place to pass that. A lot of people just like commiserating and just like focusing on the negative. When you're hearing somebody just Spouting off the negative of something, I, I immediately try to turn their attitude about it. But, but if I can't turn their attitude about it, I get the heck away because I've got my own problems, Jack. I don't need you pouring your poison in my ear, too. Right? I mean, I'm, I'm talking about this. I'm just saying never dump it negative, downline, crossline, sideways, up, just like keep it to yourself. Uh, mama always said, you can't say nothing nice. Don't say nothing at all. Um, I, I, uh, I mean, constantly I have friends that want to, want to talk to me about politics. I'm like, Oh, is it time to vote yet? <laughs> like, I voted, man. Let me go live my life. I got stuff to do before the next time I vote. Like I, I, I can't spend every waking hour dealing with the, 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 he said, she said crap of this world. I got stuff to do. I got stuff I have control over. What, what I see a lot of times with this negative is that people are focusing on things that they don't have control over and they just like complaining about it together. And instead they're not looking for something constructive. <sighs> I hope I'm coming across right. Because my, my hope is with these things, I know these things will add value to your life and, and not just your business, but your life. If you can, if you can zero in and focus in on these things, I, I there's, we all struggle. I'm, listen, I'm, I'm not perfect on any of these either. And I'm not coming, I hope I'm not coming across like I believe I am because I I totally am not. I screw things up all the time. Uh, But when possible, just remember, keep this in mind. Number three, never embarrass upline or someone with a bigger business than you. Never embarrass your upline or someone with a bigger business than you. Oh, um, trying to think of something I've done to embarrass my upline. <laughs> All right. So I was on a conference call once. The, uh, the Wednesday calls that the Alliance does uh, hasn't always been a, a big production like it is today. It used to be, um, you know, just a conference line. Oh, well, initially, it was, you know, this guy called this guy and this guy called this guy. We had what, what they called a daisy chain. And it went so far out that the guy on the end of the line couldn't hear it. The guy at the beginning of the line was saying we had to play the phone game, passing the message back and forth. Um, it's crazy, but, um, uh, one time I was on a call and I was driving, uh, down the tollway, uh, and I remember exactly where I was. I was heading South on the Dallas, it's called the Dallas North Tollway, but I was heading South on the Dallas, I never understood why they didn't just call it the North Dallas Tollway, but it's called the Dallas North Tollway. I was heading South on that. Anyway, I was getting off the exit for Beltline, uh, and, um, and I don't know what it is. People just ignore yield signs around here. And so I, I screamed at the guy, it says yield jackass. Um except I wasn't muted on that conference call. <laughs> it says Yale, Jackass. <laughs> I hear Andy go, uh Fitz, you're not muted. <laughs> Was Andy embarrassed by that? I, I I doubt it. I think it takes a lot more to embarrass Andy than something like that, but that would be an example. Uh embarrassing. Uh, your upline, or, or it, it, disrespecting someone with a bigger business than you. Um, so, uh, an example might be uh, jumping on uh, to a conference call late, and and muting or unmuting your phone, uh, or muting or unmuting your video inappropriate times. Like it, that, that that could cause embarrassment or at least disrespect uh, to someone with a bigger business than you. I, 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 this this call today has been super clean as far as uh, nobody unmuting. And it's it's been I mean it's been great and, and there's there's 40 plus people listening in uh, and yet you don't hear anything and I, I love that 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 to me says that I'm preaching to the choir when I say you know keep your line muted but you know what if we what if we had a call that was 100 people or 200 people or 300 people or 500 people or a thousand people and everybody knew to keep their line muted something simple like that well Fitz don't be so anal about keeping the line muted. No, 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 You don't understand. I I remember reading one time uh, that if you're faithful with little, you can be trusted with much, right? So it, 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 and and I've always heard that don't sweat the details. Just make sure they get done. Little things add up to big things. If you are negligent in little things, it's a, it's a, 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 it's an indicator that you are missing bigger things. So little things like keeping your line muted during a conference call. What's a little thing, Fitz? Yes. so is getting a signature on an application, (laughs) right? So is not committing fraud on an application. So is is telling the truth. So is never messing with a man's money or ego or a spouse. Those are all little things, but they're big things. It adds up. Um, You know, showing up to an event not dressed appropriately. Nobody has to go out and, you know, get custom suits and all this sort of stuff. But, you know, showing up to a tie event with shorts on, that's not appropriate. Um, I, I mean, here's, here's something else about someone with a bigger business than you. So, um, like, uh, uh, Stephen Davies and I are really good friends. Uh, a lot of people know this about us. Before I grew the beard, people always thought we were the same person. Uh, they'd confuse us. Uh, now the beard, he, I don't think he can grow a beard. But <laughs> I'm just giving him crap. See, I'm talking junk to him. He's my buddy. But somebody else talking junk to him that's not his buddy, I got a problem with that. Because there's there is a level of respect that comes with a business that has been built. Now, I, you know, people get mad at me when I when I talk about Trump now. Nobody ever got mad at me before he was president. I don't talk about politics. <laughs> so if I talk about Trump, I'm not talking about politics. But as a business person, you, you have to at least honor what he, what he put together. Bill Gates, I may not agree with what Bill Gates says. You have to respect what he put together. I mean, Sir Richard Branson, I mean, I I may not like the guy personally, but you have to respect what he put together. Somebody who's got a bigger business than you, you know, a friend of mine who just sold his business uh, a few years ago for five or six million dollars. Like, I can't, I can't disrespect that guy because his business sold for them what mine's worth, right? So, it's like, I, this is making sense. Like you just, you just, it's about, it's about respect. It's about due honor. And you just don't want to get that one confused. So never embarrass your upline or someone with a bigger business than you. Um, just, just some key points. Uh, three cardinal rules and three nevers. Uh, these are really good behaviors um, to abide by. And some people hear this and they go, you know what? Just not me. I totally want to mess with somebody's ego. <laughs> All right. Well, Hey, listen, you're not gonna be really popular around here uh, if you're constantly doing that. Um, but we all, there's always room for all of us to grow. And I hope you feel that, that today this teaching is just kind of teaching some things that we all need to remember, uh, but you've got room to make mistakes. Uh, there is grace here. Nobody's got stones. Nobody's waiting to kill you over some, a little mistake that you made. But hopefully we learn from them and get better. That's my hope for you.